This week on the Push Wallet Podcast, we talk about maybe the sacrifice you have to do to succeed in PT business and being a personal trainer. And of course, David Beckham's at F45. Of course he is. Three, two, one. Why did the rooster keep going to the gym? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. He was working on his pecs. Yeah. And me, Tom Hall. Oh, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I, got a, I got a wry smile. I got a wry smile before, these, before the punch no, time was no, no. <laughs> these, these are just getting These are just getting out of hand now. I can't hack it anymore. I think this is think the last episode of the Push Pull Legs podcast <laughs> you're ever going to listen to. So... <laughs> It's been a pleasure, guys. It's been hey, we've had a good ride. It's been a long one. Had um, a good run. I can finally do my my other podcast I want to do. Um, finally, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was tell some really bad jokes, and uh, that's what it took me to leave. Oh, to record God. a, I had to record a solo podcast yesterday. Never a fan. Um, I could just ask you what you're doing, but yeah, yeah, it's but. it's. Do you know what? Like I last few days, I had a bit of a. Not a moment, but a bit of a like a, I spend too much time on screens looking at shit. I, I just needed something to to ch- chill out. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to a podcast. So I listened to, I started watching Rick Shields' YouTube channel and like, he's all right. He's not the most amazing like presenter or personality. Just I watch his stuff. He's, it's all right. But there is something really watchable about his stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll listen to his podcast. And I watched it on YouTube the other day. It was only in the background. And I just find it really soothing having a podcast on in the background. There's a little bit related to something you're interested in, but you don't have to like listen intently. It's just no. like on, it's kind of like nice. And that's the thing with him is he's not, he's not like, he's not one of these personalities that's like polarizing or he's really like intense. He's not really kind of like, he doesn't grate on you. He's just like, all right. It's the way I describe yeah. him. It sounds really harsh. Like, <laughs> <on the poor laughs> guy. He's just like a, a lad that you would quite happily play golf with. Yeah, he's just non-offensive, like doesn't really say anything too crazy kind of thing. And like, not, you know, easy listening to, to voice. And I just today found real peace in spending like 15, 20 minutes just putting that on my phone, putting my phone down with a drink and just lying there. It sounds pathetic, but like, yeah. I think previously I've always been like, oh, I'm going to watch something on YouTube. I'm going to watch something on a screen. I'm going to get my phone out. I'm going to go on my computer. And I found it really hard to sort of struggle and switch, uh, and switch off. And I think reading requires an element of concentration, which I, again, I don't think you, I don't always feel like I switch off if it's something that's somewhat useful rather than fiction. Cause I can't read fiction. It's boring. Um, <laughs> and I just find it in podcast and, I, and I've never been a podcast listener. I really haven't been a big podcast listener. Well, obviously we do one. I, and I haven't, but I actually now I'm like, okay, maybe I get this a little bit more. Like I get the peace and quiet in just having that element of, something on it. even when you go for like a walk or something having music like I, the movie i was in today i didn't want music on it wasn't about music i just just other people's voices and just i don't know there's something about it and it already just listening to that sparked a couple of content ideas just because of something else that was talked about in a different scenario different setting and yeah i just found it i just don't know what it was about today it was like yesterday actually i started doing it and today sort of into a little bit as well but um yeah highly would highly recommend finding a good podcast Listen to it. Listen <laughs> they've the already found one if they're listening yeah. to it now Jeez. there you go but yeah no just i don't know i was just like it was i felt like i had that 20 minutes to just kind of like switch off and calm down and kind of go away from screens and just yeah anyway that's that's my yeah. that's my tip of the day there you go <laughs> what take time for yourself madness yeah. um <laughs> yeah i'm the same i i tend to listen to podcasts on commutes though if I'm walking to work or, yeah. or walking to the gym or all that kind of thing, but I do like listen to them. I tend not to, but having one on when it's in the background of working, I'm not good at. No, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that again. I don't think yeah. that it's more just for me. Like, I, I think we've all got into this habit of just looking at a screen, do you know? And I think yeah. we all catch ourselves doing it. I think everyone kind of, they wind down from work, they put Netflix on, right? And I think sometimes it's just a, it's just a habit you go to. And for me, it was just a way of going, is I was watching TV, I just want 20 minutes just to just peace and just like just peace. And I was like, yeah, I'll just put that on. And it's inoffensive. You relax, you don't, you know, do anything too crazy. And I, one thing I've noticed since being out here in Dubai is that I don't watch anywhere near as much TV as I used to. 
mm. just don't watch as much TV. Um, you've got access to all the same channels and all, all, all that sort of stuff, but I just find myself not doing it. Um, I just don't get the same thing from it anymore. I think it's, I just think it's a bit of a time suck. And I think that when people talk about relaxing again, like I just said then about, oh, I find it relaxing. I find it's like, do you though? Do you? Number one, that's fine. If you do, that's great. But I think people just do it because they feel like they have to. I think people watch TV late into the night because they feel like that's their time to kind of get back from their work or get back. And I'm like, yeah, but why? for me, I'd rather go to bed a bit earlier and wake up feeling more refreshed and all that sort of stuff. It's different for me, obviously being self-employed and you, you know, than, than people maybe who just need to switch off from their, their job. Mm. That's where for me, I found with a podcast, it's like, it's quite a nice ability during the day to take 20 minutes just to go, right, no screens, put that on and just lie there for 20 minutes. Just listen to that. Cause we don't really get like, I suppose, standard lunch breaks or breaks from work or all those things, right. You're kind of always on yeah. thinking about stuff. So it's quite nice to break that up and away from again, a screen or a TV program or, well, anyway, that's my rambling. Mad, rambling to a madman, first thing in the podcast. There you go. That's right, mate. The only the only thing I've listened to, I've actually probably I listened to quite a few of them when I was traveling to see you and uh, of Rick Shields' podcasts. And um, the only thing that did great on me, and I might ruin it for you, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Do I want to share it? But oh. it was it was just more the his co presenter guy, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand him. Um, I feel like he is too um, brown nosing of Rick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just yeah. like, oh, you're so good. Oh, yeah. Don't don't worry about that, mate. Oh, it's like, well, got- just like I am of you, mean. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just. I I get that he's obviously working under his like yeah. brand and his business and whatever, but I'm just like. There must be more to you than this. You're too much of a, a brown, and it's not like he's just a nice guy. He's a little bit too of a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I know what you mean. But in, in recent episodes, I listened to because I've started at the most recent one. Mm. He was actually taking the piss out of his game the last couple, okay. like recently, because he's going because he he's going through the terrible. Yeah. yeah, he's going through the yips at the moment with his chipping. So he was just like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's taking the piss out of him. But I know what you mean. I, I get that. But I think also with that podcast, you do get the sense of it is a it is a company podcast. It has a a reason behind it. Like again, they were selling tickets to their show on the most recent one, all this sort of stuff. Like I get I get it. It was just for me, it's just a nice change of pace, I think. And I think now I'm I've got into it, I will listen to other ones. Cause for me, it's like, you know, like Stephen Bartlett stuff, it's too intense. It's not relaxing, it's too intense. It's like pfft, no. It needs to be something that's a little bit more like hard, like funny and all that sort of stuff. So I might get back into it. Thank um, you. That's exactly what I listen to. Cause I listen to off menu, which is just funny. I think you'd love yeah. it. I think you'd love off menu because yeah. it's all about food. It's ridiculous, some of the stuff yeah. they're talking about. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And then I'd listen yeah. to some NFL ones. Um yeah. I listen to off 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 menu but the other one i used to listen to but i got really annoyed i'll tell you why i got really annoyed. i used to listen to um my dad wrote a porno which i thought was, mm-hmm. it was absolutely fucking hilarious but i got really upset when i found out that it was all scripted oh, i was really? like i genuinely thought it was about some guy's dad who wrote a porno and they were reading it genuinely then I found out that they were all TV, like all presenters, all radio presenters, and it was all, and there were comedians, and it was all just a big like show, effectively. And I was like disappointed, almost that it was a show on a podcast. I was like, I don't know why I got so disappointed. That. <laughs> um, but it genuinely, I think part of the humor in that was because I genuinely thought it was some that this was someone's, you know, work, and, and that's why I find it so funny. And I don't, I still don't know to this day if it started off that way and then turned into a show. Or if it was completely a show or, or what, I don't know. Um, but that was that was funny. That had good reviews at the time. Yeah, that um, podcast has done really well. I think I walked up uh, Argyle Street, which is the street adjacent to like Oxford Circus Station, and uh, they, my dad wrote porno, were playing the Palladium, which is pretty cool. So they yeah. were just doing doing a gig there. So yeah, which is quite cool for a podcast. Jesus Christ, yeah. Unless you're Joe yeah. Rogan, that's like madness. But often you've done a live, they've done live stuff at like the Royal Festival Hall or like South Bank Centre and stuff like that, which is really, Ed Gamble and James Encaster. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, they do pretty well. So they've done all right. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Yeah. Um, Dan's got a couple of topics he wants to talk about. Um, apparently. On. Um, the, the only thing I want to cover first, obviously we've got to hit the big, big solid topics first. Um, I did bring the... Because I wanted to. Oh, the my protein, my hotel chocolat. Yeah, I'm gonna take my braces out. I'm almost done with these, Daniel. Uh, oh yeah, how many weeks have you got left? Uh, literally, these are my penultimate ones. 
Um, wow. So yeah, that'd be interesting. But I do have an orthodontic appointment on Saturday morning. Um, and I'm assuming, because the last time she uh, saw me, she was like, yeah, you probably have to do another month of them. So we're gonna have to get some more. And I was like, brilliant. Great, just what you wanna hear. I'll probably be up to like retainer number 50 or something like that, I'm assuming. So I'm assuming wow. by one month, I'm assuming it's like builder talk. So it's probably like three months. Um, so yeah. So this mm. um, protein bar tasting, of course, um, I only brought one because it's the one I had on me, but I wanted to, because I'm assuming people wanted to try this. I have actually already tried it, but I'm going to tell you, you a live trier of this one, which is the My Protein with, in collaboration with Hotel Chocolat. It's a bit premium, a bit premium, isn't it? They're, they're, they're probably the, mm. one of the most premium chocolate. Yeah, it doesn't match up My Protein game with them, does it? No, they're, they're trying to change the, how their branding is, aren't they? So, um, but I, saw my, I saw them getting slagged off the other day in some Facebook group because they were charging 160 quid for five kilos of whey protein. And I was like, these people not understand like there's a whey protein shortage. And because of everything that's happened, like, it's like, you fucking idiot. Honestly, these people are idiots. Like, it's my protein's fault, you know? Like, <laughs> no, it's just what things cost these days, unfortunately. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like... Unfortunately, that's what happens. Yeah, I, I, I filled up my car for the first time in ages. Like, I don't drive very often. It's just kind of my... It's basically God. a, How it's basically a, uh, a golf buggy, um, really, just to get me from to from the course. Um, yeah, so I got uh, obviously my Mini Cooper S, which has got like a I don't know forty liter tank, maybe um, yeah. forty five liter tank. I think it was ninety quid. Ninety quid, basically Mate, to fill up. You don't want to know how much. Uh, I know how much it is to, to for you guys because obviously my my uh, housemate is uh, used to live in Qatar, and he's yeah. like, yeah, it cost me like fucking five quid, like four quid, something like that, to fill up. And I was like, a bit more than that now, but yeah, yeah. And he was just like, back then, mm. I was like, it's mental. And he's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of oil here, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Correct. Um, unfortunately, not. All right. So, a layered bar, chocolate and salted caramel, 18 grams of protein, high fiber. Um, I believe it's something like 200, uh, 60, 239 calories, which is okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. It looks all right. Is it all right? Mm. It is good. Yeah. It is good. But I expect it to be good because it's with hotel chocolate, like chocolate. Yeah. That's right up there, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, my yeah. God. Right up there. That's a bold claim. Yeah, I would quite happily eat those as normal chocolate bars. Um, yeah, it's just, it's quite on, it's on the dark side. Yeah. Um, of chocolate. It's not milk chocolate, I don't think. Two layers of chocolate, flavor, caramel protein, layer, soya protein nuggets, classic. Um, cocoa cookie drops enrobed in dark coiverture chocolate. So it's the dark chocolate that I feel like makes it. It's quite nice. I'm not usually a dark chocolate fan either. I always think people are there like, mm. oh, you only need two bits and then it's it's lovely. So it's because it's not that good. That's why you only need two bits. Yeah, you don't um, want to have more than two yeah, bits. You don't, so. Yeah, you're like, oh, then 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 my craving's gone. No, you just moved on to another thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I would be pro. Pro my protein and hotel chocolate. Pretty good. Pretty good. And also, I have not tried, if anybody was eagerly anticipating, um, I have not tried the bubble things and put them as cereal. I did have them again last night and I was like, fuck, I should do this as cereal. They definitely yeah. should be cereal. I had them again. And I was like, well, I'm just eating Nesquik. This is all I'm doing. I'm just like, what is this? Um, sort my life out. Correct. And Daniel, I realized that you don't care because you're in Dubai and it's uh, ice cream season 24 7. Um, but here, it's the hottest day of the year so far in England. Oh, what um, is it? It is currently 26. That's nice. It's cute, isn't it? <laughs> I think it 26. did may maybe reach 27. Um, so everyone's Dan, well happy about summer now, aren't they? My, my sweaty armpits, Daniel. Look at that. Yeah. This is not a day to wear grey. Um <laughs> So obviously I had an ice cream whilst I was walking back uh, home and uh, I went for 
Solero, because you know, good choice. Got got to watch my figure, and I um, mm. can't just can't go overindulgent. I got I got protein bars to taste. Um, Correct. And this obviously brings up the debate. I feel like we had this debate. It probably have debate every single year. Is uh, lollies against ice creams? Um, but what what is going to be? You've been in Dubai for a while. You must have some. I was not offered once whilst I was there with you. I was there for eight days. Dan never gave me some ice cream, or we had cheesecake, or a lolly. Yeah. It's because it's aircon inside. I get that, but yeah. It's not you, really hot, is it, inside? <laughs> but there must be, like, some days you come in, you're like, oh, I really want one. No, actually. Mm. Which is weird, isn't it? That is yeah, I, don't, I don't get that, really. Like, I get ice cream because I like ice cream. Like, there's one here that you can basically create your own ice cream, like, tub. You get it in tubs. You know, like Ben & Jerry mm. tubs. You get your own. You can, all the different choices, they're incredible. And they do a Lotus one. They do, like, you know, salted caramel amazing anyway and you got to deliver to your door so you, you you know you can get like a kilo what is it is it a kilo or is it half a kilo you can get a kilo delivered of your like made your own made to measure whatever you want in it like you can have m&ms kit kat or whatever isn't it um but the problem you've got here right and this is a real real first world problem <laughs> is that you buy the stuff from the supermarket and by the time you get it home if it's an ice lolly, for example, it doesn't always go back into the same shape. <laughs> so, like, we've done it before with twisters and stuff, and you kind of open it and you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. It's not a twister, yeah, but it's yeah, kind of, you know. Um, and they, here, they don't have that many places where you get ice lollies. They have a lot of ice cream places in the malls where you can go in and get your ice cream and stuff. But they're bigger here on ice cream than they are on ice lollies. You don't get, like, ice lolly carts around mm. anywhere. Which you think there will be loads of, right? You don't really get them as, as much. Um, but yeah, it's not, I don't... Because um, I did drinks, have, I, think, I, did have I did have ice cream with your with your wife. Yeah, uh, just not with you. Because we were at the beach and far away from you, so. Well, there you go, you see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's not as much of a thing. Just drink. I just always want to drink here. Like, yeah, I think it's, like, it's that hot. You don't want to have to go through the process of melting there. I actually just want, just want liquid. <laughs> Whereas in the top temperatures you're talking about, you could quite happily sit and eat a nice ice cream. I will have a nice ice cream. So I think ice well, cream... The other day, when we were on the golf course, me and Sucker playing, and they came around and gave out free ice lollies. That was good. Oh, that was really? Nice That's nice. Time. That's great. That's nice I've never had that before. That is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, just free waters and free... At the Grove, they always give me, like, free, like lemon and lime drinks and stuff at the start i was like oh thank you that's quite nice all nice and chilled um nice mate but uh, yeah it's, it's going to be soleros twisters classics the the, the mixtures aren't they because is solero a lolly or an ice cream it comes on a stick but it's really ice cream isn't it but it's still a lolly mm, don't know that's the cross it's the exception that proves the rule because a twister what's that one as well it's got a little ice cream on it but it's also, it's probably more it's lolly, lolly than yeah. ice cream. Ice lolly. Ice uh, lolly. I think it has to be an ice lolly because... Yeah, lickable. Yeah. What, what about a feast? Feast is... That's not an ice lolly, It's on a stick, it? but it's an ice cream, surely. That's not a lolly. Like, mm. you think lolly is a twister, not a twister, a, like a fab. That's a lolly. Um, and then, like, those, whatever, the round trees ones and all that kind of stuff. Calippos, yeah. that's a lolly. Um, we're talking, like, ice and then ice cream, right? So, yeah. A great debate you guys can have at home. But I'm going Soleros this week. Um, I did actually, I went for the the non-orange ones. Whatever flavor that is. Red berry? Whatever red berry they use. Yeah, it's, it's sure. red berries, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what red berries do they use? Like raspberries, strawberries, cherries? I feel like it's like blackcurranty. Blackcurrant? I don't know. It's not, it's not blueberry, I know that. Not blueberry, no. It's definitely not that sort of taste. It's not blackberry. Surely not. It's no, no, that's what I mean. It's not. It's just, yeah, generic red berry flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know. All right, um, Daniel, topic mm. me. So it was kind of off the back of what we talked about the other week. Um, Which I couldn't where, remember. So that's... Yeah. Where I came up with a great <laughs> quote. And I, I came up with a great quote. And I was like, it's not about whether you can lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks. It's not about whether losing 10 kilos in 10 weeks is possible. It's about what you're prepared to sacrifice in order to achieve it. And listen to this podcast uh, with, again, with, with Rick Shields, he's talking about golf and he's talking about 
do people get to a point where they can't improve any further? And his point was kind of, at what point do you feel A, satisfied with where you are? And then B, are you prepared to put the work in to get where you want to be? And I think that there's this, there's this huge thing in, in, in fitness, PT, online, all that sort of stuff, right? Where it's kind of like everyone talks about wanting more things. They want more clients, more leads, more whatever. And I think they need to kind of reverse engineer it and go, am I prepared to do the work that's required to have that many clients, to have that much stuff? Because I think a lot of people want the idea. They love the idea of all these things. They love the idea of maybe a bit more money or a bit more this or a bit more that but they don't understand the work it takes to get there. They assume that they can do the same amount of work they're currently doing and get to that point. And it's kind of like, again, with the golf situation, it's kind of like saying, well, yeah, my handicap's 18. I'd love a handicap of six, and but I don't want to do any extra practice for it. It's like, well, you're not going to get there then. Like, you're just not going to magically happen doing what you're currently doing. And I think there's a lot of that where there's the gaps between what someone wants to achieve and where they are now. And they, all they see is the end goal and they see that and they see all the limelight or whatever the positives that come with it and they don't actually know what's required to get there so it's kind of like well how can you want that because you don't know yet what's required and i think some people start this journey and they start that journey to go towards it and because they put a bit of more work in like a little bit more work in than what they're currently doing they feel like they're somehow entitled to get there straight away and it's like, no, 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 you, you, you know, you now are a tiny bit closer. You need to do even more work than that. And I just think people really underestimate what's required to get to the point that they, they want to get to. And the problem with it is that they don't know what's required to get to that point because you only really know by getting there. And it's sometimes apparent to me that people are more in love with the idea of something than they are about doing the work to get there. And I have posted on Instagram that I'm, I'm, I've, I kind of made it my goal to get down to single digit handicap by the end of this year. And I, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm 10.4. I, I should be able to get there with a bit of luck. Just carry on doing what I'm doing, to be honest. I don't really need to kind of look too much, too deeply into things. But then I was like, okay, cool. So what do I need to do to get to say below six, right? If I really want to go that far. And I also know that each stroke I get closer to that is incrementally harder. So like to go from 28 to 25, is easier than to go from 12 to nine, even though the number's the same, right? Th those who yeah. know will know. Um, it's like when you start lifting weights, to go from 60 kilo back squat to 70 is easier than to go from 112.5 to 115 sometimes. You know, it's that whole thing of like, as you, as you reach your limit, right? And I think that a lot of people, when it comes to coaching and PTing, they don't know how close to their limit they are. So they don't know how much work, extra work they may need to put in to get a tiny bit more. And the problem is that they've set this huge goal, but they aren't, they are unaware as to whether they can actually achieve it or not because they haven't asked themselves, are they prepared to sacrifice things and put the work in to get to that point? And I just think it's a really interesting topic because part of me goes, well, you'll never know unless you try, right? Which is obviously true. Yeah. But I, I think that online coaches and PTs need to be aware that the people who are very, very good at this make it look very easy. Much like all the best golfers and all the best sports people make it look easy. They turn up on the day, they make it look great, but you do not see them putting in the work. They don't post on Instagram the 20 hours of training they did that week because it's boring. They only see the end goal, right, of, of Ronaldo scoring a fucking hat-trick when he's 37, but they don't see the gym work he did from the age of 20 to 35 that got him to be able to be, to be in that position, right? And I just think people need to ask themselves that question of, of where their life is and, and what they currently enjoy and what they currently have in terms of free time, social events, current clients, current workload. And ask themselves, like, actually, are they actually happy? Like, maybe you are happy with that. And like, you don't, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of that to get a, a bigger business potentially or more money or whatever it is you want. And I think there's a massive disconnect between what people are willing to actually do for an extended period of time and what they say they want to achieve is kind of my main point that I wanted to go yeah. over. Which is fair. I think, yeah, it's, there is a like People look at you, for example, right. And your, your training knowledge, right. And, I, and you've been to more training courses than I can, I, I can think of like to upskill and to learn more and, and, you know, travel to do it and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, people aren't willing to travel to America to do a training course. Yeah. They say they want to be the best in the UK at their training knowledge. America's a bit far, isn't it? A bit far. 
Don't want to do that. No. Do you know, and that's the thing. That's my point is what people sometimes say and then what they're prepared to do are very, very different things. And I speak to, to coaches all the time and it's the same things come up. It's like, I want to get to here, but I'm not prepared to do this. Okay, well, you're not going to get that. Uh, you're not going to get that. You're not yeah. going to get that. Like, so oh, I don't want to be my... It's, me and Mike rant about this all the time. It's these online coaches who... Oh, I just, I just want to be an online coach and I, and I really want to get to 50 clients. And the only thing I, I don't, don't like posting content. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like a PT saying they don't like working out in the gym. Um, it's like the two don't marry up. Like no. if you want to be an online coach, you have to spend time online. So get this whole idea out of your head that you somehow can limit your phone time and you can just turn it off and you don't have to be on it as regularly as you, as, as you might need to be. And, I think, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. There was a post, um, I remember, is it Tanya Flyer? Um, she just commented on a post and it was about outreach. I think Luke, we, me and Luke were talking about outreach on one of the PTC posts and uh, obviously done something about it. And um, she was like, yeah, if you don't think outreach is a thing, I was like, you're like vastly like you're going mad because there's like two parts to social media, just like there's two parts to personal trainer. There's the personal part and the trainer part. There is the being social. That's the outreach talking to people upon that media and that platform. And then there's the media part is your posts. It's like, there are two separate words there. Social is be social, talk to people upon it. And then the media part of posting and stuff like that. And I'll hold my hands up. I'm not a, good at either i would say but i also don't put the time in because unfortunately i've got shit that i have to do that's the thing um, but you also yeah. you also aren't sitting there going oh why haven't i got 50 clients online yet do you know yeah. like you're not sat there like you, you know right. that you're you know that you prefer to do in-person pt you know that you've identified I'm better at that. it that's the thing yeah that's what i'm yeah. like i know i'm i'm able to charge more this way I know I am because that's more a premium for what people do. Um, and, and, and I think that online has become such a, a glorified thing. It's become so glorified. Like oh, it, yeah. online coaches are better than PTs and PTs are fucking shit and they're useless and all sorts of stuff. And I'll, I'll admit they are on the whole as a generalization. I would are. say, but there's also get like a better product tend to get a better product and better business from signing up with an online coach and probably better accountability, 100%. Yeah, they, but that they, is... they would, right? They would. But to counter that, that means there's a hell of a fucking market for an in, a good in-person coach. There's a fucking <laughs> yeah. huge gap there. Do you know, like everyone's flocking online, right? All these coaches all flocking online. And I agree. It allows for more flexibility, more accountability. You can structure your days better, right? But I'll tell you what else no one tells you about it is it's lonely, yeah. yeah, you have to be very on top of your work because you're the only one that's going to fucking do it. You spend most of the time in the same fucking room doing your check-ins. If you're good and if you're a good coach and you've got enough clients, you spend a lot of time doing that. You'll spend a lot of time creating content, writing. You'll spend a lot of time looking at a blank screen going, oh my God, what am I going to write about today? Who's going to help? You'll spend a lot of time doing tech, email marketing, learning skills, sat at your fucking computer. No one really talks about that, right? Whereas when you're an in-person PT, your gym floor, you've, they're the people you've got to market to. Everyone on that gym floor, Right. You need to be sociable with them. There's about, let's say, 500, 600 people. You haven't got to worry about your followers. You haven't got to worry about any of that. They're all there in front of you, right? And there's more of people going online. And, and I, again, I believe, and I've posted this content because it fits with my brand and whatever, the online coaching is superior to personal training because it is on the generalization compared to most PTs. But you could be that PT that goes, actually, I fucking hate social media. I hate computers. I'd hate to sit at a desk all day because most PTs leave their corporate jobs because they hate fucking sitting at a desk all day, right? right. So yeah. well, don't go into online coaching then. <laughs> um, and they would, they love Pete. And, and like with that, they, they love being on the floor. They love meeting loads of different people and chatting with different people and, and, and being sociable. Stay in person, provide a superior service to all the other PTs in your gym. You will be fully booked. You'll be able to command the times you want, like Tom does. You won't have to work every evening, every morning. You'll be able to enjoy it. And I think that that is lost on a lot of people. Um, That's the thing as well, especially from, from a marketing point of view as well. If people go, oh, how do I get more clients? And then if they're like, if they're an in-person PT, or even even if you're an online person and you, you work out of a gym sometimes. And I was as blunt to a couple of new coaches that just started. I was like, all right, how many members does this gym have? And I was like, somewhere like 1,100, 1,200. I was like, beautiful. You've suddenly got 1,100 new followers on Instagram. That's yeah. what they're going to be now. Those people see you day in, day out. They're the people that scroll through, probably almost flick through your Instagram stories because that's how much they they see of you each day. I was like, 
they're going to get mm. snapshots of that. You get live reels literally in there and your social bit is where you DM them. I'm like, that's what it is and to be in to, compared mm. to online to in person. But you've already got ready-made fucking 1,100 people and you don't even have to vet them. They're already interested in the gym because they're there, um, which is madness yeah. when people are just like, oh, yeah, I've got to try and get online clients. Have you? How about you turn the clients that are in the gym to online clients first? I was like, yeah. just because they, they, they might like that more. I was like, fortunately, I've got a few. And Dan, um, you obviously had a few as well, correct? So you probably still got a few that are third-based like, clients or mm-hmm. have been like members there. But they're like, all right, yeah, I got them with you. But can't quite afford the PT or don't want that like someone to stand over me the whole time. But they mm. would like their programs written for them, for example. Just something like that. Um, it's quite easy. I don't understand why people think it's like one-to-one PT in the gym or nothing. Um, yeah and it can quite happily be online coaching but you see them like they're still training in the same gym as you i think a lot of people get that it's like oh you can yeah this is this is fine i can coach you um but yeah that's bonkers but the the hard work thing is um or just the scale it's just different isn't it people with the uh obviously people who want to get there and there will be a case of not everybody looks like they've left their corporate jobs they weren't good at it and it's just realizing that at some point as well, unfortunately. I think there's there's that as well. There's also that element of people going to fitness because they have a passion for it. They, they enjoy it. So it's kind of like, it's like me going, yeah. oh, I'm going to be a golf coach. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to stop enjoying it then because you're going to be fucking working people all the time, right? So there's a bit of that, I think, involved with it. But I just think that, I told, like the, I said, it's, it's, the, my, my coach, the golf guy um, last week, and he was like, yeah, this year I played myself properly for pleasure five times. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's it right and i think that's the big thing for me is like i just wouldn't do it like because i've learned i think and i think that we you know we got into fitness because we are passionate about it, we enjoyed it but actually i got into it more so because i was more excited about the potential for human performance and like the the, the being involved in sport to some level a high level sport and stuff so that's kind of where it came from it wasn't just that you know i loved it myself it was actually that i failed at it myself so i wanted to kind <laughs> yeah. of get involved somehow that's the same as me yeah um but <laughs> I just think that, I just think, I don't know, maybe we're being too honest here, but I just think that it is over-glamorized and like, look, we're not all going to share our the shit parts of the job. Like you wouldn't share the shit parts of your job on social media. You know, there's an element to this where I don't really, I'd say, I say to most of my coaching clients, I say, oh, share your updates, like share what you're doing with your clients, show other, so that your current followers can see what you're doing with a client, much like you would on the gym floor and stuff. I don't do any of that myself because I'm so fucking busy doing my updates. I don't have, I don't have the time or headspace to sit back and go, right, I'm going to take 10 minutes to kind of show people what I'm doing here and how I do it and why I do it because I've got too many to get through in a day and it's like nine till six and I'm like, I haven't got time unfortunately I haven't got time. I wish I did. And I wish I could, but I've also been there and done that. I have done that further down the line. Right. This is what I mean is that people want the 50, 60 clients, but they're not prepared to structure their days or to, to, to have to understand that their days will be spent then doing updates most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's glorified. I think people assume that it is as simple as firing off a few macros on a spreadsheet, pressing enter. See you later next week. And that's what people think it is. And I've seen people get into the industry for that reason, that they think it's that simple and they can do it from anywhere and all that jazz. And maybe some people can, but I tell you what, the level of detail that we go into, you can't, like you just can't. And then you've got to think about, again, providing good value, good content. You've got to have days where you work on your business, which is the same if you're a PT. And I just think going back to the original point, it's, okay, what do you want out of this? Like some people, for some people, it's a side hustle. And it's like, okay, keep it as a side hustle. If you're prepared to do the work of 15 clients and that's all you've got and you actually enjoy your weekends, then keep it at that. Because if you want to make it full-time, you've got to quit your job. So there's lack of security there. If you quit your job, lack of money, you then got six months to build up a client base that may or may not happen over six months. It's a bit of a risk, but you've got to be all in on it. You can't do both because you've got to quit your job to get the time back to do it. But then you've got no boss telling you what to do. You've got to rely on yourself to get up in the morning to do the work. Maybe not know what the work is you need to even do. You've then got to research it. You've got to do the, co- you know, it, no one talks about that. Everyone's talking about the, oh yeah, 5K month, 20K month, whatever, all that bullshit. And it's like, you don't see what goes into that. You just look at the end result. And I think if people really looked at their life and went, what am I prepared to do and sacrifice? Uh, I think they'd, they'd have a very different view of that goal and, and what's, what's required. Um, same with PT, right? Like we did it. 
we were like, I remember we said, first month, we like want to be, me and you competed on our first month to go who could see the most, the most clients. But we then were smart enough to go, we get really fucking full here. We can then start dictating our schedule. And we can then start going, right, I'll tell you what, I'll do every early morning that I need to at the moment. I'll do every evening I need to. But the second I've got enough clients, no, Thursday mornings, don't do them, mate. Don't do them anymore. Yeah. If you want to move, then move. If you don't want to, then there's another trainer over there. Guess what? They all stayed. Then you go, right, I don't do Monday evenings. Guess what? They all stay. And 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 again, it's it's about doing the hard work, but but people assume they can go into PT and go, no, I don't do mornings. What, in your, what, in your first year? You think you're going to make it? Ridiculous. Um, like ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's just interesting seeing people's perception of this stuff. Like you said, leave a corporate job. They don't understand they're going to be working from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. at night. And they, and they <laughs> yeah. Somehow they don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, why have you got into this then? then <laughs> like, actually, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, the gap's in the middle of it where, yeah, you're like, oh, this, this is where you train yourself and you do all that business. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. oof, oof. Some tough, tough yeah. truths. Hard truths. All good, mate. Um, we're bringing back, uh, what, was, what, what did you say? Tom's top tip corner exercise progression awesomeness advice yeah that that's what we went yeah that's what it is um it was just a thought i'm gonna give myself like just one minute one minute two minutes vaguely mm. talk about this um it was just something that i was challenging a couple of newer coaches today um we were talking about light power um like progression and regression um and if anybody's a coach there should be kind of three Three massive key things for progression and regression um, if you're trying to go through exercise lists. And one of them is points of contact, which is what people don't fucking use at all. And they have no idea why. It's, it's annoys the crap out of me. Um, another one is range of motion. Believe it or not, you want to do reduced before full. Um, what's the last one then? Uh, what were the three? Um, so we've got, so there's three big ones that I like using anyway for biomechanical progression. Um, we've got points of contact. Yeah. You had a range of motion and there's one, another one that I like using. Well, we start to use a lot, which is tempo. position of load, not tempo. Yeah. I do um, use tempo a lot, but I use, I, I don't, people ask me that as well. Do you write tempo into your, uh, workouts? Like, no, they know, they know why I want. One, two yeah. down, explode the fuck up. Um, yeah. I write that. I was like, when it, if there is another tempo, I'll tell you it. And it's probably not. Um, <laughs> like, it's most, mostly pauses though, right? Isn't it? Pauses, tempo, yeah, it's mainly correct. just hold the bottom for two seconds and then explode up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and if you're not exploding up, you're doing something wrong. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to lift slowly. Fuck off with that. What the hell are people doing? I don't understand. Uh, move the fucking thing quickly. Who was that guy who had that whole like thing around that? There was a guy who used to get in arguments with Brad Schoenfeld all the time. And he was just like really slow. Slow content tricks or? Fred something. I'm sure he was called Fred. They're shouting it. People are shouting at me now, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. Fred's, Fred Couples, silky smooth swing guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it was someone like that. And he did like 10 second concentric, 10 second eccentric or something stupid like that. It was sounds like, like super <laughs> slow training. Sounds like sounds like is that what it's called? Sounds like he's come from the thing from GVT, and all they could think about is ten, uh, ten reps, gonna, ten I'm sets, it now. ten seconds. Yeah, off you go. Um, we could only count up to ten. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it was just an interesting. Oh. We were talking about like med ball work and whatever, and I was just like, all right, just think about progression regression of how you would do an overhead press. From this is kind of. Um, how you generally learn as a human being, as a baby. So, and we, I talk about it. Funnily enough, I talk about it on PT Core, shock, um, about positional loads and body. Fred Hahn, he was called. Fred, Fred Hahn. Hahn. Fred Hahn. There's something to Google. Hahn. I don't know that. I slow knew there was burn somebody... system. It was called a slow burn system. Of course it was. He, he can go along with the fucking isometric, eccentric guy. So. Sorry, eccentric, isometrics. I said it the wrong way around. You, you can't possibly go the other way around, could you? Um, well, no, because because they're, they're both definitely yeah. together. <laughs> um, but yeah, just thinking about progression, guys. Basically, reps, sets, and weight are for idiots. 
Um, anybody can say, do another one, do a few more, load it higher. Okay, so think, start thinking about where it's positioned in the body, what you can do and how that interacts with your muscle groups. We talked about it before with like uh, rear foot elevated split squats, right? And I, I feel like I've made either you or somebody like load outside the hip, that which is working instead of inside the hip previously on like um, just holding a single dumbbell um, yeah. and just highlighting which muscle group is working harder. And it's not hard. It's not hard to work out. Just do it. And that's, that's another thing, Dan, we can get back into, uh, oh, how do you, how do you learn to do that? And then I had that today and they're like, oh, right. how did you, how did you learn to like do that med ball move or do that? And I was like, saw it and I tried it. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to spend, it. I'm going to spend like 10 minutes trying to work out what's happening and whether I could think I can use it. Um, we used to do it, didn't we? And we were just like, I think this is a cool thing. Like, have a go at this. Does it feel right? All right. Okay, cool. I think I can implement this for my client. Um, that's cool. I posted one yeah. in today. I literally, I screenshot grabbed a story. I think I'd counted how many posts I've saved. It's about 900 odd. I'd guarantee 600 of them are exercises that I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. I might learn that. It was like an anti-rotational uh, thing, but pressing a Swiss ball into the wall. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Different kind of biofeedback happening. And I was like, that's golfy. Um, I'm going to use that. <laughs> so anything with rotation. Love it. But yeah, top tip corner. Don't think about fucking rep sets and load. Um, Billy basic trainers. Think about that. Think about um, where, where the load is moving more than anything else. Lovely, mate. Um, along with that, Daniel, you want to talk about David Beckham. I think oh, we're, bringing, yeah. we're, we're bringing it back. Stupid things on the internet. Stupid things on the internet. Men's health. Shock horror. <laughs> Absolute shock horror. I sent it to Tom. I think someone else um, someone else posted, one of my clients posted about it as well. He saw me share it. Just absolutely idiot. Like, just absolute idiot. Like, and it's not David Beckham's fault. It's not his fault, by the way, because he's just doing what this, this fucking He, he has trainer. definitely had some atrophy on his legs, correct? Oh, massively, right? Massively. Just, like the... He, he would have had much bigger legs than, than that. And I, yeah, I think he's um, he's probably on one of his wife's stupid diets, to be fair. Yeah. Um, where's it gone? Oh, it's better not been deleted. Oh. Men's health thing? Probably not. What, off their page? No, I found it. Go ahead, go for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Beck's getting the work in at F45. So basically he's doing jogging on the spot with a box jump. So jogging on the spot. And then when he says, obviously, go, he does a box jump. Stupid. Um, no, no power at all involved in that. And then he does a, uh, a lunge off a high box. Like it's easily a foot high, this box forward lunge, like just looks horrific. The amount of force going through that knee, unbelievable. Um, then he's doing like, after that, he does like a, a burpee jump, a like, like he's a goalkeeper going to catch a penalty, like burpee jump thing. Um, stupid. And then he does a, a, a bag bicep curl to overhead press. And it's just like painful that again, they're using his name and all this sort of stuff to, to show off their, their sort of training style, but people will copy it because it's David Beckham. And you know, that's, that's, if he's doing it, it must be right, but it's all sorts of wrong. All of it is wrong. Like what is the goal in all this? What is the goal? Because using weights was the goal. Is the goal to gain muscle? No. Yeah. You're jumping around like a twat. Is the goal to get more <laughs> explosive? No, it's not. Uh, it's just the same old crap regurgitated over and over again. And it does my head in because people are going to watch that more than they'll watch other things. They'll they'll look at that and they go, "That must be the way to do it. it must be the way to do it." Or oh, this other weight training shit. I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah. Just annoys me massively, as you can tell. Um, just more fitness industry, just crap. There's a lot of like comments on there going like skips leg today, looking soft, <laughs> starting yeah, to look yeah. like an old man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? To be fair, but, um, but yeah, it's Beck's looking frail these days. <laughs> he does though, well, he, he does, does though. He just, That's doesn't. the thing, and he obviously can move and he obviously can like lift. I'm assuming, um. But yeah, it's a bit strange. Just just the exercises, yeah. I mean, the running on the spot into some sort of box jump, a bit weird. It's the, just they're all a bit odd, aren't they? The mm. loading into that forward lunge thing, which is, I would do it, but but because only, probably without load, 
And I would do it only probably with footballers, but not in an F- F45 class. No. Because I do it for force absorption and that's it. Oh, yeah. And, but 100% with the force absorption, 100%. Again, with anything like that, I can, I can see how you'd progress to maybe looking at that kind of thing. And yeah, again, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you probably do maybe single leg, um, you know, probably do jump into single leg landing, right? Where there's yeah. a lot of force going through your knee. Like, a lot of force isn't bad. It's not always bad. It is in an F45 class. <laughs> Fucking hell it is. Like... Oh, I just oh, I can't deal with it. It's just, um, it's in, yeah, it's just embarrassing. Like F forty five, man. It's just I can't believe it's. Well, I can't believe it's, it's busy and all. So what is all that sort of stuff? Because um, people don't know any better, and it's just like men's health again, isn't it? It's just men's health all the time. Just same old crap. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, F forty five isn't isn't fantastic as it is. It's probably the in terms of the classes, and I don't care about this. It's probably the worst one you can go to. Mm. Um, I think I would one thousand percent rather the people at F forty five walk down the road and go to a CrossFit box and do that and learn to do CrossFit and do that kind of lifting in a class with a professional because um, F45, I believe, is just, it's almost unmanned. It's just like you have a hype guy that kind of walks around and is like level two. Because um, you need to know, Matt. Because um, they, they, they have screens, don't they, that tell them the exercises to do. I've got no idea how it works. I believe. That's, I'm glad that's I don't want to know how it works. Yeah, so you go around in a big ass circuit, probably like, I don't know, 15 exercises like that. And then like, there's a screen that tells you what you're meant to be doing in most of them. And then there's just a kind of a trainer there, I think, um, who's, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm unsure. I think that's the how they've gotten away with not having like fully fledged coaches there or whatever. So um, as far as I've never done one, but you never go into either. I'm Tom, never so going to, <laughs> unfortunately. So it sounds like my worst nightmare. But anyway, all right, we'll we'll bring this to a, a rapid close. I think before we get angry about F45. Any other business, Daniel? Not from me. No, 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 no. No, not from me. I haven't got any more monthly one-to-ones are done. Wonderful. That's for the PT collectors. Still, still need to workshop that name. Um, <laughs> I still think it's really strange. Uh, I, got, I got a podcast coming out tomorrow as well. Tomorrow? Today? Whenever this goes up. Um, obviously, people... You, people you, when do you put yours up as well? You have one. We don't do it anymore. You not? No, we don't really post it. We just... Again, it was one of those where we looked at, again, like our week and time and, and time pressures mm-hmm. where they're at. And for us, it was kind of like an hour and a half of us kind of not coming up with a plan of what we're going to talk about. And we just felt like it was a bit of a time suck for where we're at, right. And at the time we're at the people that listened were already people that were already in our world a little bit. So it was like, okay, like you already speak to us on a weekly basis. And we just like put our our time elsewhere. It will come back at some point. Um, Again, same with the YouTube that will come back. It's just, we need to find a time. So again, like I just said, everything I talked about there, you've got to find the time and move things around and, get things set up properly to have the time rather than half arse it, I think. So it has been, also, it's been tough for us as well. The PT Collective, obviously we have a podcast, but I haven't actually, because of busy being busy, I've been yeah. on it for a month um, and I had yeah. to do one yesterday, uh, but we've had like guests and stuff like that and who takes the lead on that. But yeah. We yeah just it's just of- one of those where with, with the YouTube as well, like for us, it was always, it's hard because we obviously film like a whole day's worth of stuff and then edit it down. And it's like, look, if we were just to turn the camera on and just talk for 10 minutes it'd be easy and we've thought about putting out more content that's actually more useful that like obviously it'll still be somewhat entertaining for us but the the more style of videos where you just sit down and talk rather than the whole like day in the life or day going around or spoofs and they require a lot more effort and, and time and, and a thought whereas we could just do longer form video content and put it on there but do people want that do people care about that are they going to sit and watch it i don't know um yeah, and it just came down to that, really. We were just like, we just put our, our efforts elsewhere at the moment, but it'll come back. Fair enough. Good. Yeah. Has, uh, yeah. Have you have you pitched? Have you, are you going to do the Francois? The, the, oh. the GoPro head? I need to do it. Oh, if, 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 please make my do it. Like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Do it. Do it. You got to do it in the gym or do it on a scooter. 
or something like that. That'd be great. That'd be so good. He'd love it. He'd look got my GoPro. Oh mate, Mike's got plenty of money that he wastes on other shit. He can buy a GoPro. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you've got I a kid. Follow this. Got, you, I need to you, follow this guy, Francois. What's his name? I've seen some of his videos. I uh, actually, um, if you ever sign up for coaching, always always taking on clients. FYI, we're both are. Um, if you want to come always. chat to us, but. Um, one of my clients he was like oh i was like oh can you film this please because shockingly i review people's uh, form and stuff and i was like i need this filmed and he was like oh yeah how do you want me to film it and then i literally just i said like francis <laughs> francis whatever he was like i don't know who that is i have to look it up and i was like please do and then do it exactly like this please <laughs> he was like and he just texted me like, you're a cat <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm following him now so yeah. Oh, he's quite funny. Oh. He's he's been picked up by like Gucci, by loads of stuff. Um, like he quit his job to do full time like TikToking and influencering and riding trains. Pretty cool. And he's like, yeah. yeah, he went to like some fashion shows and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Didn't he used to be a gangster? What? No. Have you not seen that? Have you not seen that? Go type it in. Like he used to be in a gang when he was younger. I'm sure. Did it? I saw something like that. He was like, there's a picture of him like, like looking nothing like he does now. And everyone was like, oh, it's just all an act. It's all an act. And I think it was basically more a case of he was trying to act up then and that this is actually him kind of thing. Type it in. See, I'm sure something comes up like that. He does look like my kind of guy, to be fair. Oh, he's so funny. It's, it's weirdly funny. Just Why has he got the GoPro there on his head? Because he can't just, see. Just that. He can't see. <laughs> You can't see, surely, with a GoPro like it's, that. You can't it, see. No, you can't see it. You can't see anything. I don't think he can see anything, but it's so funny. <laughs> uh, uh, I love that. He's gone to Bista Village. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. So funny. All right, he, um... he can't see anything with the GoPro there. Why did he put it right in front of his face? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And it's just the reaction. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> With like a little toot like happens over the train. I want you to do that when you lift. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Right, thanks for listening. Have a good one. And we will catch you next week. See you later.